My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Manage your time like a four-star general. Are you tired of spinning your wheels, running in circles, trying to make progress with your career in entertainment and the arts? Well, this is the podcast that will change your life. Each week, we'll share strategies and techniques you can use to achieve more by working better and more effectively so you can reach your goals faster without having to work harder. Hi, I'm Gordon Firemark, and this is More Better Faster. All right, I know it. You're a creative you are all about doing things when the when the inspiration strikes and uh you know doing things according to your flow and all of that and i submit to you that that still means you have to manage your time because let's face it life is not all about being in flow and being in the moment of creativity and sometimes we have to manage our time to make sure we have the bandwidth and the open um moments in which to do our creativity and be uh, experiencing that kind of flow. So we're going to talk today about how to um, manage your time and handle all of the various tasks that are going to be upon us all, all the time. Let's, let's face it, we all have stuff we got to get done, right? We have our to-do lists and those kinds of things. And I'm going to talk about some strategies that um, you can use to, uh, to get more of those things done and uh, uh, on a schedule and uh, and be as productive as possible so that there is that time in your, uh, in your life for creativity and flow and, uh, gratitude and mindfulness and so on. So, um, first off, I want to talk about the concept of time management because I think this is really a, you know, it's a, a mis, a misnomer. It's, it's really not something that can be managed. Time is a constant, really. Uh, it ticks by whether you like it or not. There's nothing you can do to slow it down or speed it up. There is a perception of time that sometimes, sometimes feels like things are slowing down or speeding up. And uh, that is a part of that being in the flow um, scenario. And we've all experienced that, I know. But really, it is impossible to to control the the march of time what we can do is prioritize our activities so that we make the best use of the available time and so that's what i want to talk about really today is prioritizing and, and getting things done according to a system that allows for that bandwidth and that room to breathe and what i'm going to talk about and the reason i mentioned uh, managing your time like a four-star general is uh, that this schema that I'm going to talk about is called the Eisenhower Matrix. It's named for President and General uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, um, who uh, I don't know whether he developed this himself or it's just been given uh, his name because it was something that he used. But uh, let's talk a little bit about it. It, it is a system where you create a, a, a grid. Uh, you can do this mentally, but it's nice to sometimes jot it down on paper as well. You, you create a grid. It has four quadrants. And on the left axis of this sort of graph or, or grid is the importance factor. 
and across the bottom, so that's the, what is that, the, the y-axis is up and down, and the x-axis is across uh, left and right to the bottom. So from the, uh, the, the zero point, you have importance going upward and urgency going outward to the right. And what you do is you draw a, a four-quadrant um, uh, grid in, inside this, this uh, matrix, if you will, and you take each item that's on that to-do list, each item that comes into your uh, sphere of awareness that you have or may have to get done gets plotted on this grid according to its importance and its urgency. And I think you can already see where this is going. Obviously, the most important things are the things that need to get done first, that we need to focus our energy and attention on. And the least important things may even be so unimportant as not to do them at all. Uh, meanwhile, urgency should not be the measure of what gets done first. Uh, it should be the most important things that are de- being done first. Of course, within that gr- the square of the grid, the upper right corner, uh, where we have both important and urgent tasks, then I would say that it's reasonable to do uh, anything that is highly urgent and highly important first and sort of work the, the, the work backwards down toward the lower left, uh, doing those things that are important and filling up that quadrant with completed tasks before you move on to the next quadrant. And I submit to you that that should be the quadrant of important, not urgent things before you ever even consider doing anything that is uh, urgent, but not important or neither urgent nor important. And that brings me to a, uh, uh, another concept that I'll talk about in a moment, but first let's just wrap up the Eisenhower matrix. So the idea is that you have this grid and, and, and one's attention should only be focused on the things that are in that important and urgent quadrant and then uh, process them or do those items in, in order of their importance from the most important to the least important whenever possible. Now, urgent things sometimes do come up that, that sort of bump something up on the importance scale. But I, what I want to do, and really the exercise here, is to focus on the importance factor. So when you see something urgent, you have to ask yourself, well, how important is this also? And it may be highly urgent, but not as important as something that's highly important, but perhaps not so urgent. So you're sort of going top down from from on this grid in those quadrants. Now, the, that next uh, exercise I wanted to talk about is the um, really the it's part of the same prioritization task, I guess you could say, is to consider three buckets with which these items will get uh, placed. They are the do the delegate, and the delete bucket. Obviously, the do bucket are the important tasks, and really they should be the the only you can do it kinds of tasks, something that requires your actual presence or, or involvement. If it isn't something that requires your involvement, I want you to consider putting it in the delegate uh, bucket. And you should, this is important tasks, but things that could be handled by somebody at a, to use the military metaphor, lower pay grade. Um, 
you know, there's no reason that uh, a four-star general should be out digging latrines. Now, certainly it is necessary. We need latrines so that the uh, soldiers have a place to dispose of of their uh, their waste and, and those kinds of things. Likewise with the cooking. There's no reason that the general needs to be doing the cooking, although it is absolutely imperative that the soldiers are fed, right? So you delegate those to lower pay grade uh personnel whenever that's possible. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're immediately saying, wait a minute, this is just me. I don't have personnel to delegate these things to. Well, I'm going to ask you this. Do you do your own dry cleaning? You go out and get the chemicals and soak them and, and do the process? No, of course not. You take your things to the dry cleaner. So you're already accustomed to delegating. What I want you to do is think about more of the items that are on your important list, and, uh, and but that are not only you can do it tasks. And Look for ways. Explore whether these are things that can be outsourced or delegated to other people. Maybe you need to hire an assistant, and we can talk about hiring staff at some other point, but uh, bringing on an assistant could be a great solution, but also there's lots of outsourcing that can be done. Maybe you have a few items in your closet that need some stitching or new or buttons sewn back on or something like that. Well, maybe your time is better spent focusing on high-level creative work that that is only you can do it kind of stuff and just take those things to a seamstress or to a, a tailor and have them um, done for you. The small expenditure of doing that and and uh, effort in finding the right person to do it will pay off in spades, I think. So we have the do, the important only you can do a tasks. We have the delegate, the important lower pay grade tasks. And then there's delete or discard. If it's not important, I want you to consider very seriously getting rid of it. Just put it in the discard pile, get it out of there, get it out of your life. Most of the time, I submit to you, you are not going to notice a difference in how your life operates. All right? So now that we've done this do, delegate, delete exercise, and we have this Eisenhower matrix in mind, we should have on our personal to-do list only the important, only you can do it tasks. And now you have to figure out how you're going to get those things done. And I like to subscribe to a, a, a mode called time blocking. And look, we all have different kinds of tasks in our lives that that take sort of different kinds of energy, different kinds of brain power, different kinds of attention, right? And there may be times of day that we know are our best for doing certain kinds of activities. For example, uh, early in the morning is often a great time for getting um, um, lots of thinking kind of work done where you, where you have to sit down and, and and write a document, or maybe you're, maybe you're a writer, maybe that's your best time for creativity. So you want to block the time, and this is a process called time blocking. Block out the time of day that's best for you to do certain kinds of tasks, and drop those tasks into those blocks of time. And I like to use uh, a method called the, uh, um, called the uh, Pomodoro timer method where I allocate myself uh, a block of time and then I allocate a small block following it that will be my rest and um, and recuperation and and recharging time. So for example, I might have a 50-minute period where I'm going to do my highest priority, most urgent high-priority task and uh, and then I'll give myself a five or ten minute break after that, where I'll just you know take a little walk around the house or or out into the neighborhood, maybe get a glass of water, use the bathroom, those kinds of things before I move on to my next block of time, which um, might be you know the next priority task. And what I try to do is keep all of those high priority, high 
intensity blocks of time um, set up in such a way that I that I never sort of run out of steam and and find myself spinning my wheels. Now by by the afternoon, I am often in a position where really all I'm good for is returning calls and answering a few questions and and doing email and and uh, and really not focusing on on uh, the higher level output kinds of things. There's still things that require me because people need my advice or they want to talk to me or get my opinion on something. But I'll, I'll tell you, uh, you know, it wouldn't be wise for me to spend that time drafting an intensive document or, or, uh, or, or crafting a, a big important strategy. I'm probably better off uh, spending my time on, on lower importance tasks that are still in that, that important and urgent block. Um, so, so knowing yourself and, and sort of maybe keeping a little, um, uh, energy and mood diary, uh, for a few weeks might, might be a good way to sort of figure this out if you don't already have a good sense of it. Maybe you're a night owl and this is when you're most creative. Well, then block out a few hours in the evenings uh, after, after the other family members go to bed or, or after, uh, after you're done with a few things. A couple of days a week. Another thing that time blocking is great for is, uh, allowing you to stay focused in a particular mindset or mode. For example, uh, I have a time block set up every Tuesday morning for recording this podcast. And the time immediately before it and the time immediately after it are set up for podcast-related topics. So I'm, I'm in podcasting mode. Likewise, um, I have certain days of the week when I, am, when I have responsibilities to teach. And so I will set aside a big chunk of that day for teaching related stuff so that I can stay on task and focused on those things. And, uh, I find that I, I, once I get in a zone for a particular activity, um, it's easier to stay in that zone than to completely change gears. So, um, yeah. And there may, there will be whole days of the week where I focus on other things, you know, uh, for example, for me, I spend uh, a big chunk of my Friday on my own personal development, doing masterminds and, and working with my own coaches and, and, uh, being coached as well as doing coaching. And I try to, to sort of isolate that day where I also expect that after a full week of work, uh, Friday is not as good a day for me to be focusing on high intensity brain power kinds of tasks. And, and I can get a little more, more, uh, uh, out of myself on the personal development side. Um, so blocking out time is a great way to, um, uh, make sure that there's, you know, that your, your energy is best spent, uh, at any given moment. <clears throat> now it is important to maintain time in your schedule for creativity and joy. This is important. This is, this should be fairly high on the importance and urgency scale. So I would say way up there in the upper right corner of that matrix, you want to have creative time. Just make it an item and it goes into your calendar every week that you keep that creative time open so that you can focus on the thing that is, you know, what you do. Uh, this is also useful for a mindfulness practice or gratitude practice. And you know what else? Sleep. Sleep should be treated as something that is both important and urgent. Um, it'll be more urgent as it, as it gets farther from the last time you did it, of course. And that should be the, the true for mindfulness and gratitude as well as our, uh, creativity and joy. These are the things really that, that are mental clearing, um, activities. They make you more productive when you are working on your tasks. And so it is very important to do these things. You know, it's, it's sort of like, uh, if you had a blackboard or a whiteboard or a whiteboard and you wrote all over it and you made all your notes and you, you 
jotted down things that you want to remember and, and all of that. And then um, a day goes by and it's time to write some more notes and, and be in that mode again. Well, if you, if you don't take the time to erase the whiteboard from, from yesterday's uh, brainstorming session, what you end up with is a bunch of gobbledygook on a, on a board that uh, you can't make heads or tails of. It just gets too cluttered and, and nuts. So, um, you know, erasing and, and wiping it clean and starting each day with a clean slate and with some mindfulness and gratitude after a good night's sleep is very important. And of course, then you can, uh, use blocks of time to do that as well. Block out the sleep time, block out the, um, the time for your mindfulness and your gratitude and, and for your physical fitness as well. Maybe you need, uh, an exercise block in your day. Every day, maybe it's something that you'd like to do as the mind clearing activity as well. So, um, get that, get that into your schedule. And, and, you know, this doesn't have to be a rigid practice, a schedule. But what I want to say is if there are things that are important in your life and we all have them, um, we need to prioritize them. And one way to prioritize them is to put them on the calendar, put them on the schedule so that they don't get overlooked. And then we do have to be a little firm with ourselves about when an opportunity comes along and um, that uh, an opportunity would bump something that is on your to-do list. Look, if it's on your schedule, if it's on your to-do list, it, we've already determined that it is important, right? And so unless the thing that comes along as a distraction is more important and you need to be tough with yourself about this. You don't do it. You sometimes have to let things go. Setting priorities means always getting the most important and in fact impactful things done. I mean, you can't let time manage you. Time is inexorable. It's marching on with or without you. And sometimes without you is okay. The sky isn't going to come falling down. The world isn't going to collapse around you if you let some of these lower importance activities go. The urgent but unimportant especially should be uh, out of your life because those are the things that make stress. And stress is not good for creativity or productivity or output. And so that's really the message I wanted to give to you today. And um, I hope you've uh, taken some some lessons from this. One other thing I want to say is uh, every great achievement starts with a vision. And I have a, a created a starting with vision worksheet so you can help craft your own. Your personal vision is the guiding beacon that guides you along the journey that is your life. It ensures that you stay focused on your plan and that you do not find yourself mired with distractions that slow or halt your progress. Having that vision will help you in this prioritizing this important and urgent matrix kind of work. It's like a GPS that guides you past, around, and through obstacles along the way to your ultimate destination, your vision. So use my Starting With Vision worksheet to gain clarity on your values and write out your own personal vision statement. And this is something you want to look at frequently and revise and update it from time to time. So head on over to gordonfiremark.com slash vision worksheet and get this Starting With Vision worksheet and get started crafting your own personal vision statement. And with that, I'll say thanks very much for listening to yet another another episode of More Better Faster. We're going to be talking again next week with some more success strategies for show business professionals, and I hope you'll join me. Thanks very much.